it is now December 10th and time to begin the planning board meeting with the consent agenda. Could I get a motion on adoption of the uh, resolution for 4725 Cheltenham Drive? Carrie says she move adoption. Brithavram a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? That is approved. Uh, could I get a motion on the record, please? Uh, Jerry Sushi move approval on the record plats with uh, any resolutions attached. First offer him a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Those are approved. Uh, the auditor property preliminary plan amendment uh, regulatory extension request. Jerry uh, says she move approval. First offer him a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? That's approved. And the resolution of adoption of the uh, Mesrobian House amendment to the Master Plan for Historic Preservation. Jerry says she move approval. First offer, a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? That's approved. Uh, the PSTA site preliminary plan extension request. Uh, Jerry says she move approval of the extension. Without firm a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? That's approved. The minutes, uh, including the rescission of approval for the minutes of November 12th, the approval of the revised minutes of November 12th, and the approval of the minutes for November 19th. Uh, Jerry says she approve as defined by the chairman. Without firm a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? That's approved. Uh, now it's time for the park director's report. If uh, we've got Mike available. Okay, see, this is Natalie uh, Fanny Gonzalez. Judy didn't do roll call, and I don't see Tina on. Alisa didn't know she wasn't going to be on. Oh, I don't believe she's coming today. Okay, I have no yeah, idea. She, yeah, right. She just said she's not available. So I think we have, it's just the four of us. All right, cool. Thank you. Um, is uh, Mike Riley there? Looks like, yes, I see Mike. Mike Riley is here, Park Director Mike Riley, ready to give a Park Director's report. I think it's been just shy of a month since my last report, so I have several things to cover. Uh, I want to start with the uh, semi-annual report to the Council that occurred on November 17th. As you know, every six months, uh, typically in April and uh, October, this, this year we slipped into November because of the Council's uh, busy schedule, but uh, we, uh, both the Parks and Planning Department, uh, give a report to the Council on our work programs, both uh, what has uh, been accomplished over the last six months and what the uh, next six months holds. So uh, we, uh, we had a really good session. I'll just tell you very briefly what was uh, in the Parks Department's presentation, and you did, uh, you did approve this content through uh, the review of an outline. Uh, we uh, uh, discussed with the council uh, how we reacted to the COVID pandemic, both in the closing phase and, the, and then in the reopening phase. Uh, we talked about the adaptable programming we've done, uh, the creativity in doing things like stand-up weddings at Brookside, movie nights, online programming, uh, plant sales at Brookside, outdoor summer camps, um, harvest share, which was uh, contributing food from our community gardens uh, to those in need. 
We also had a category called supporting local business, where we talked about how we've provided rent abatement to our uh, tenant partners, uh, of which we have many, and our picnic in the park program designed to help out local restaurants. We talked a little bit about how our work contributes to the council's uh, racial equity and social justice goals in terms of uh, how we used an equity lens in developing our last capital improvements program. And then, of course, talked about our athletic field uh, program where we're improving many fields at both parks and schools, outlined our uh, major CIP accomplishments, of which we're a lot the cycle. Uh, the Henson Museum is about to come online. We completed the Maydale Nature Center. We completed the Dewey Local Park Refresher, uh, an ADA boat ramp at Seneca, uh, at Seneca Lodge, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Seneca Creek. And then our efforts to add pickleball uh, courts to the uh, park system, which are in, in high demand. And then the last two things we covered were uh, accomplishments in our trail program and then our open parkways initiative, which, as you know, has been extremely possible. So the whole theme and message of our presentation is how we've been creative and innovative and in, uh, providing needed services to the community during the pandemic and the feedback we got from the council at the end of the uh, presentation confirmed that uh, they all uh, agreed and bought into that message we delivered. So I thought it was a very, very successful semi-annual, and I'll say the same for uh, the planning department. Uh, moving on, you know, we have a park speaker series where we bring in people from <clears throat> across the country, sometimes across the world, to speak on topics relevant uh, and germane to the uh, field of parks and recreation. We had a great speaker last Friday. Um, the topic of the session was called Confronting the Past, a conversation on the past, present, and future role of monument and art in public spaces. Uh, we heard from uh, Dr. Paul Farber, a director of a, a company called Monument Lab in Philadelphia, which is a public art and history studio that cultivates and facilitates critical conversations around the past, present, and future of monuments. Uh, Monument Lab collaborates with students, educators, activists, and agencies to make have not seen it. I strongly encourage you to uh, take a trip to Dewey Local Park. It's a really cool project. And the last piece of it is just being completed. Murals are being painted by an artist named Juan Pineda. Uh, he's a D.C.-based virtual artist whose distinct style char is characterized as urban contemporary street art. And what he's doing is uh, uh, Dewey Local Park is on top of WSSC's uh, Rock Creek uh, storage facility. It's a facility that stores 5 million uh, gallons of sewage when there's peak sewage flows. So it slows down the transmission of the sewage to Blue Plains. And uh, uh, about 30 years ago, we built a park on top of it. It's come to its life cycle. So it just got redone and it has a dog park. It has a... Uh, uh, a a uh, roller hockey rink that we did in partnership with the Capitals, a fitness center, all kinds of cool facilities. And the last thing being done is uh, Mr. Pineda's uh, uh, painting murals on this uh, kind of ugly WSSC infrastructure that is uh, necessary on top of the, the, uh, the sewage storage tank. They're basically just rectangular concrete buildings. And uh, it's it's a very colorful art. I'm very drawn to it. I think it's spectacular. So uh, if you can, make a trip out to Dewey Park and, and see both the project and the artwork. It's very, very neat. And that's the end of my report for today. I'm happy to take any questions. 
Are there any questions or comments? Yes, this says Natalie Fanny Gonzalez. Uh, on your last point, uh, Mike, I'm with you 100%. I love the art. I had taken my kids over there for inline hockey, you know, uh, since they play ice hockey. Um, and it's wonderful. I think it's my highlight nowadays in Montgomery Parks. I just need to start taking more pictures <laughs> and put them on social media. Um, two questions, one, one comment and one question. Um, with a new, when it has to be confirmed by the council next week, um, the executive order on the coronavirus and you know, the new restrictions happening. Uh, how are you and, and your team going to address that? I mean, now it's like less than 10 people indoors or no one indoors. I don't, I don't even, I haven't kept track. Anything you can share right now? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So um, Christy Williams, who's the division chief of public affairs and community partnership participates in all the county calls with Dr. Stoddard and Dr. Gales, and gets we get information in, in real time before the orders even come out. I, I was just dissecting the newest order uh, last night. It will have some implications for us, and uh, we'll, you know, we, we will feed that back to the public probably today or tomorrow. Um, I, I, I don't have the, very, the specific implications in my head right now, but uh, we'll, I'll be talking to my team today. And as you know, we use all kinds of infographics and different ways of messaging to the public what we can and can't do and to our staff. So we will do that uh, over the next uh, 24 hours. All right, perfect. Thank you for that. Um, that's assuming that it's going to go through the council next week, which yeah. you will. It has to. Um, all right, the last one. I'm not mad, okay? Just at this point, I just I'm, I don't I just don't get mad anymore. I'm just I just get sad. Um, in the Wheaton Regional Park um, update, Melissa and Aaron have have been doing great. Honestly, I've been working with them, and I have nothing but love. Okay, so so you know, um, I'm just sad disappointed um, with, um, I wish I had been brought in. And honestly, I know I could have called you and say, hey, plug me in so I can help you with outreach for this update. Um, but I didn't do it because I, you know, I just kind of want to let you guys do your own thing. And if you need me, I'm there. So, so by the time you guys called me, I felt that it was already too late. All those ads went out. And, you know, here we are talking about racial equity. Here we are talking about engagement. Here we are talking about this uh, meeting that you have tomorrow, which I was invited to participate, but I can't do it. I'm booked all day tomorrow. Yet you put out ads that mean nothing. And you put out ads on bus stops, on bus shelters, on buses about, you know, these important update and one of the most important parks in Montgomery County is huge. It's like, it has the jewel of Montgomery County, which is Brookside Gardens and the advertisements mean nothing to engage people. And I have said this to you guys so many times and I'm not mad, I'm just sad. Be mostly sad for you, Mike, because I know you care and I know you want to do the right thing. I'm just sad that you still don't have somebody in your leadership team that can like really understand how to communicate with a diversity of people. And, and here I, I had to jump in and fix stuff. And I'm living in two years and it's like, man, 
Um, so that's my take. So what, I'm sorry, I don't. I, I'm not trying to be negative. I just need, I need you to know how I feel because at the end of the day, the county council appointed me to this planning board because of my background. Yet, here we are, and what a waste of money. <laughs> On ads that mean nothing to do the trick. It was just like a check in the box. Yeah, we put this, uh, this announcement on a bus and we can check that we're doing outreach. That's no, um, which have totally different story from my experience with planning. So I just still don't know what it is and why is it that we can't get it together. Um, that's it. Thank you. We don't need to go over this even more. So, you know, I don't want to get into a back and forth, but I just need you to know that. That's I just it. had a question, Natalie. I'm sorry. I, I don't. Can you give like more information? Like what happened? Like there's a bus advertisement or. There yeah, was I don't. Yeah, we haven't been briefed for that, but I, I can send you uh, the info. There was, um, you know, we're doing the uh, Wheaton Regional Park update. So there's money uh, to put ads on like the buses and the shelters to advertise and, and ask people to give us feedback on what they want to see in in that park right uh the problem is uh, <laughs> the ad what you the main ad you said montgomery parks we don't regional park it didn't say you know tell us your thoughts it didn't inspire it didn't engage and it was just a a line with a name we don't regional park and it that's not how to engage people and and it bothered me and then i started getting text messages from community members even one that is very attached and close to council members complaining about it. And she was truly right. And, and these are things that can be avoided, you know? Um, I take engagement very seriously because if we want to do well, you got to involve the community and you got to get their feedback and people need to feel that you care for them. And I know we do. We absolutely do. Um, but the way you talk to people and the way you ask them for information, their vision, because you care about their thoughts, is really important. And Parks is still not there to do that job. And your leadership is not there, doesn't understand it. Uh, I'm just well, I do, I do need to respond. I, I do need respond. to, because you did, you, you did bring it to my attention. You brought to my attention that someone in the community who's connected saw the bus ad and thought it was a waste of money. I did go to my team who's developed an extremely comprehensive outreach plan for Wheaton Regional Park. We're trying to do something unlike what we've ever done. And as I mentioned, we brought that consultant in to help us. So when I checked with them, rather than focusing on whether the bus ad could have been better or not better, what they immediately told me is that the desired effect of the bus ad was completely impressive, that it was to get people to do a community survey and that we had over 1,000 surveys, which, which was beyond our expectation. So I didn't take any action to go revisit or change the bus ad, which would have been expensive, because the net effect of the outreach effort had achieved its objective, which was to get a lot of people to do the survey. From who? Who did the survey? We, I, I, I don't... I, certainly don't know that, who did the survey problem, right I, I i know the answers but um anyway thank you i appreciate the effort though
Um, okay. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some briefing on the status of the Wheaton Regional Park uh, update, uh, uh, including the outreach at some point here before too long. Um, so I'm sure we'll come back to this. Um, could we all dial into item three, which is Long Branch Corner, preliminary plan?
We're back for item three, which is Long Branch Corner Preliminary Plan. And uh, we've already done the uh, roll call for all the in internal and external people who are dialed in. So we can turn it over to Katie McCarini. Katie, you're on. All right. Thank you. Uh, you can see the screen. Everything's good? Yep, we see it. All right. Let's get started then. Good morning. For the record, Katie Mencarini, Down County Division, presenting preliminary plan 120-180-090, Long Branch Corner in Long Branch. Staff is recommending approval of the preliminary plan with the conditions enumerated in the staff report and in the accompanying resolution. The subject site, subject site shown in red is located at 649 East University Boulevard in the northwest quadrant of the intersection of Piney Branch Road and University Boulevard East in the Long Branch community. The property is zoned CRT 2.5, C0.5, R2.5, H60, and has a site area of 24,149 square feet. The site is subject to the 2013 Long Branch Sector Plan. It's located just about 400 feet north of the imminent Piney Branch Road Purple Line Station. As per the 2013 Countywide Transit Corridors Master Plan, a bus rapid transit station to uh, be served by the University Boulevard corridor route is recommended within the vicinity of the Piney Branch Road and University Boulevard intersection. A specific location hasn't been chosen yet, but it will be once MCDOT begins conceptual designs of the route. As you can see by the white bus icon, this area is served by several existing bus routes served by Ride-On, east and west along Piney Branch Road, and Wamata, north and south along University Boulevard. The image shown on the screen here is the lotting diagram for the preliminary plan, which shows the area to be dedicated for public right-of-way, shown in this sort of like brown mustard color. The project seeks approval for one new lot with up to 14,112 total square feet of development that will be comprised of one new mixed-use building, which proposes 3,437 square feet of ground floor retail with eight multifamily dwelling units in the two levels above, and the existing 3,687 square foot retail building, the beer and wine store, is to remain. The applicant seeks alternative compliance for off-site public open space. Given that the space needed for the purple line, setbacks, parking, it wouldn't be feasible to provide meaningful public open space on-site. Therefore, the applicant is pursuing the option to pay a fee towards providing public open space off-site as permitted by the zoning ordinance. The applicant has requested alternative compliance to determine a different payment amount, which will result in $36,000, which is proportional to their project to satisfy the off-site provision of the public open space in accordance with the zoning ordinance as detailed in the staff report. Vehicular access to the property will continue from the existing driveways on University Boulevard and Piney Branch Road. Both driveways will operate as right in, right out. Both driveways will be narrowed to 25 feet to reduce conflict of exposure for those entering and exiting the site and those that are traveling along the site frontages. The applicant is seeking alternative compliance for section, section 59614E driveway access for a corner lot that has more than one driveway. So if the driveways were consolidated, motorists leaving the site would be forced to make excessive and unnecessary U-turns on Piney Branch Road and University Boulevard to travel in certain directions. Now, while these U-turns are permitted, they introduce potential safety conflicts that could otherwise be avoided. And generally speaking, from our understanding of Vision Zero and best practices for safety design, we want to limit those if we can. We don't want to encourage more. So by keeping the two driveways with limited right-in, right-out movements, motors can choose a more desirable point of egress and reduce turning movements on the actual roadways themselves. And with the alternative measures proposed, staff believes the intent of alternative compliance has been met. 
The applicant is also seeking a waiver for three off-street vehicle parking spaces. The minimum number of parking spaces on site to support the existing and proposed retail, as well as the eight multifamily dwelling units, is 31, and the applicant is requesting to provide 28. Staff supports the waiver for the following reasons. The existing parking demand on site for both the commercial and the residential uses will be significantly lower than the minimum capacity required by the zoning ordinance due to the proximity of imminent and planned rapid transit within the vicinity of the site, which we already covered in depth. Furthermore, separated bike lanes are envisioned along both site frontages and are currently under design by MCDOT as part of the Long Branch Bicycle and Pedestrian Priority Area. The applicant has complied with all noticing requirements for the parking waiver. Therefore, staff believes the applicant satisfies the necessary findings for a parking waiver. Pedestrian and bicycle access to the property will be provided via the improved streetscape along both frontages. As I already mentioned, two-way separated bike lanes are planned along both frontages, Piney Branch Road and University Boulevard. On Piney Branch Road, the applicant will install a five-foot tree panel, a 10-foot sidewalk, and that will tie into the existing sidewalks west of the property. On University Boulevard, the applicant will install an eight-foot sidewalk, an eight-foot grass panel, which is gonna be a placeholder for the two-way separated bike lane, and a seven-foot tree panel to tie into the existing sidewalks north of the property. As explained in detail within the staff report, the project meets all requirements and provisions set in Chapter 50, Chapter 59, and the relevant sector and countywide master plan. Additionally, the application has received approval from all reviewing public agencies. The applicant has met all signage and noticing requirements. As of posting the staff report, staff received one email from the management company of the Fox Hall Apartments, located opposite of the property on Piney Branch Road. The email from the Fox Hall Apartments noted concern about the potential expansion of the beer and wine store and expressed trepidations about behavior of the customers of the existing retail establishment. So at the time we received the email, staff responded to the residents' concerns first indicating that the applicant has complied with all requirements of the zoning ordinance and the subdivision regulations and where compliance could not be met, findings for alternative compliance have been addressed. And it was also explained that there's no changes to the current retail that's proposed. The existing retail use is permitted within the zone and the findings as discussed in this report are being made for the proposed subdivision. Therefore, in conclusion, staff is recommending approval of the preliminary plan with conditions enumerated in the staff report. And that concludes my presentation. Thank you very much. Um, would anybody from Wamata like to say, uh, or I'm sorry, not Wamata, uh, would Suli Cho like to say anything about this? Good or morning. anybody else from the applicants team? Good morning. For the record, Suli Cho with the law firm of Miller, Miller and Camby on behalf of the applicants. Um, we do not have a separate presentation prepared uh, this morning. Um, I would just like to say that uh, we thank staff for their very comprehensive review of this application. Um, it is a, a small application, standard method, but um, you know it had a lot of uh, detailed issues that had to be balanced and worked out. And so we really appreciate all the effort um, and cooperation with staff. Um, the conditions of approval, as recommended, are all acceptable to the applicants, and we are just here available to answer any questions of the planning board. Okay, are there questions from the planning board or comments? Uh, Jerry, Sushi, I, I have a comment and question. Uh, I will applaud the effort to have the housing, uh, affordable housing on the site. Or and the question I have, given COVID and other things, is there some physical separation, uh, the entrance to the residential units versus where people may be going in to prepare food in a in a restaurant or fast food or standing in line to get into a liquor store? 
And so is there some physical separation planned in the in the project where people can say I'm going into a residential unit where I live, not having to walk through or through the commercial area or people waiting to get in, et cetera. So comments either sure. to yes. or staff, yeah. So, so the first thing I would just say is that this is a preliminary plan. So like we're figuring out the use and the densities, but there is no building at this point. So right, um, all of that, yeah, when they actually move forward with permitting and your, your comments are noted, but if the applicant team wants to respond further, go for it. Yes, um, Suli Cho again for the record. Um, uh, yes, there is a separate uh, residential lobby entrance for the building uh, planned as uh, separated from the commercial uh, uh, spaces. Great, thank you. I appreciate that. That would be something to be sure you follow up with. Thank you. Okay. Uh, other questions, comments, or motions? Uh, Jerry says, yeah, I'll make a motion to approve as recommended <clears throat> by staff with conditions and adoption of the resolution. With offer, I'm a second. Uh, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? That is approved. We'll Thank need, you. we need some five, five minutes for IT uh, before we do item four, but we'll see you in a few minutes.
And we're already on the last item of the day, item four, Wimata Glenmont Tower Mandatory Referral. Uh, I think we have everybody we need, so I'm going to hand it off to Jessica McBerry. Hi, good morning, Chair Anderson and members of the Planning Board. For the record, my name is Jessica McVeary, representing the Mid-County Planning Division on behalf of my colleague, Luis Estrada, the lead reviewer for this application. The Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority, or WMATA, submitted a mandatory referral application for the construction of a new communications tower within the Glenmont Rail Yard, located at 12750 Leah Hill Road, as part of the Public Safety System Modernization Project. The property is approximately 32 acres, is zoned R90, and is located within the 2013 Glenmont Sector Plan. The Glenmont Rail Yard is the eastern terminus of the Red Line. The rail yard is mostly surrounded by residential development and is bounded by Georgia Avenue on the west and Lay Hill Road on the east. Single-family communities are located north of the site, and a mixture of residential uses are existing and planned south of the site. These include the um, Auden-Place um, apartment community, as well as the Glenmont Metro Center development, which is currently under construction and will include a mixture of multifamily units, townhouses, and a limited amount of retail. The site includes four separate parcels, and the communications tower is proposed on the largest parcel, parcel 888, shown in bold yellow on this slide. The proposed location for the tower is highlighted in red. As we'll discuss in greater detail in subsequent slides, the site also includes two areas identified as legacy open space natural resource candidate sites in the 2013 Glenmont Sector Plan. And these two areas are shown within the dashed white on this slide. WMATA proposes to install a 200 foot high three leg lattice communications tower with a 10 foot lightning rod um, resulting in an overall height of 210 feet. The location of the tower is shown with the number one on um, the site plan on this slide. And the tower will be surrounded by an irregularly shaped fence, which will house an equipment shelter and gas tank to support a standby emergency generator. The equipment shelter and the tank are identified as numbers two and four, respectively, on the site plan. The overall height of the proposed tower, including the, right, the lightning rod, is 210 feet with antennas proposed at 190 feet and 173 feet, as shown in the elevation on this slide. The height is necessary to achieve the coverage needed for public safety communications purposes. Um, and the applicant did provide additional information on the, cov the coverage requirements, and this information was included as attachment four in the staff memo. The applicant also provided exhibits to illustrate the potential visibility of the proposed tower. Two of these images are included on the right side of the slide and additional images are included in attachment three of the staff memo. While the upper half of the proposed tower will be visible from some locations, the lower half will be screened with existing vegetation. And the proposed tower complies with the setback requirements of the R90 zone. 
The um, 2013 Glenmont sector plan recommended the consolidation of forested areas west of Glenfield Local Park, including the subject property, and specifically designated the two areas shown on this slide as legacy open space natural resource candidate sites. This recommendation was upheld by the Legacy Open Space Advisory Committee, the Planning Board, and the County Council through the review and approval of the sector plan. The proposed use does not affect or preclude the fulfillment of this sector plan recommendation, and staff recommends further coordination between the applicant and Montgomery Parks following the mandatory referral to implement this recommendation. The proposed tower is considered a public use except utilities defined in section 3.4.9 of the zoning ordinance and is a permitted use in all zones, including the R90 zone of the subject property. The proposed tower is within the previously approved limits of disturbance um, of final forest conservation plan number 1994-003 for the WMATA Glenmont storage yard. And the proposed tower does not change the limits of disturbance or any of the conditions of the previously approved FFCP. And pursuant to the forest conservation regulations, final forest conservation plans must show the footprints of buildings. And therefore, staff requested and the applicant provided a red line amendment to the existing final forest conservation plan to show the footprint of the new tower. As this amendment does not clear an additional 5,000 square feet of forest, does not modify an existing forest conservation easement, and does not modify any conditions of the previous approval, the amendment was approved administratively and included as attachment two in the staff memo. Also, the proposed tower will not be staffed, um, and so it will not generate any trips and is not subject to the local area transportation review study. So with this, um, staff recommends that the planning board approve the mandatory referral and transmittal of comments to the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority and um, staff and the applicant are available to respond to any questions from the board. Are there questions or comments from the board? Yeah, uh, Jerry Sushi, the area on the north side of the sketch you showed between the two uh, uh, legacy areas, it says it's owned by the county. What's the plans for that area? On one map, you show it as county property. So my understanding is that the 2013 um, Glenmont sector plan actually um, recommended the extension of Glenfield Local Park, um, including the, the county property. Um, and this area is um, one of the areas that has a lot of natural forest land within the um, Glenmont sector plan. And so the recommendation was to, um, to preserve this area. Um, we do have uh, my colleague Chuck Kynes from the Parks Department here, as well as Steve Finley that might be able to provide um, further information on the um, on the status of this area. Yeah, I just uh, is that owned by the county parks or some other county agency? Hi, this is Chuck Kynes with Montgomery Parks. Uh, it is my understanding that that county parcel was initially purchased by the county as a candidate elementary school site, uh, but because of the topography and uh, the extensive clearing that would be required, 
to make that uh, an elementary school site. It, it's no longer being considered for an ele elementary school site. So I, it's just sitting there. So I think at some point, Montgomery Parks would be interested in having a conversation with the county government about uh, transferring that land or swapping that land uh, in some way uh, with the Department of Parks, especially if we are able to um, get the land from Wamata and have a contiguous forest. This is the largest uh, contiguous forest uh, outside of Wheaton Regional Park in this area of the county. Uh, so we are very interested in, in um, assembling these parcels so that we can provide some natural resource-based recreation opportunities, uh, natural service trails in particular, uh, in this area of the county. Yeah, that, that would be great. Also, looking at the map, there's a small triangular parcel uh, that would be park access uh, and then not, not disturb. Uh, go further up to the street, uh, you know, to the left, all the way left, a little more left, all the way left. Where, where the sign LOS area is just above that, there's a small triangular part right there that that would, if you did some sensitive park uh, activities, you could use that as access from the community. So might keep an eye on that as well. Okay, we'll look into that. Thank you for that sure. suggestion. Thank yep. you. Appreciate it. Are there other comments or questions? If not, could we get a motion to um, approve the uh, recommendation of the staff with their comments on the mandatory referral? Uh, Jerry says you make a, a motion to so approve and transmittal to uh, WMATA. Second. Without All in further. favor? Aye. 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 Natalie, are you there? I'm sorry, aye. Very good. That's unanimous. Uh, and I think we're adjourned.